This is Mr. Tolu Balogun. On the Work From Home podcast, I will be teaching you a lot of things you can do to upgrade your skills and be able to run a work from home business successfully. So stay with me and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to another wonderful episode of the Work From Home podcast. With me again is Raj. Um, you will remember Raj was my second guest for the year 2021, the 31st day of January. We, I mean, published the episode where he talked about himself, gave us an insight into his work and all of that. And then right then and there, we decided we were going to do another recording where we would talk about... Um, how to find the right job for you. So in this episode today, we'll be discussing more about how to brand yourself personally, as well as how to find the right opportunities for you. So um, we'll just go straight to the point because definitely you already know who Raj is. So Raj, please um, shed some light on the topic uh, personal branding. Yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> before that, before talking about personal branding, uh, I wanted to talk about how do you find out your strengths because your personal branding will be based on your strengths, right? Mm-hmm. I often say this uh, to my clients and at my talks, the, the, your personal life and careers are like a GPS system. Say, for example, using Google Maps, and if you don't put the destination address, then you cannot expect to reach that particular destination. And then mm. you cannot say that Google Maps is not working properly. Mm. And our careers are they? If you don't have a vision, a goal, and a clarity on what you actually want to do, there's no point putting all the time, effort, and money when you don't know where you're going. Mm. That's everyone who's uh, listening or watching should start with this mind dump exercise. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a really simple exercise. The things which are in your mind mm-hmm. and you draw a paper. And this is how you take a paper and pen, right? Okay. Like a paper and pen mm-hmm. and then put a line through the middle of the paper. Okay. On the left column, you're going to write down all the things you love to do, like to do. Mm-hmm. And on the right column, you're going to write down all the things you hate to do and you don't want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And do that for an hour in an uninterrupted manner, no Facebooking, no Instagramming, uh, just let your mind flow. And what that's going to do for you is, it's going to uncover a lot of strengths which are already inside you. And you can visualize it, you can see it. And based on that, you can find a lot of patterns. Say for example, you find out your strengths are communicating to people, uh, convincing them, you're, you're a good listener, then maybe being a sales associate could be a good career option for you. Mm-hmm. So similarly, you can find a lot of career based on your strengths, right? Mm-hmm. So that is number one. You need to do the mind dump exercise and figure out your strengths. Don't worry about the weakness because someone else, your weakness is someone else's strengths. Sure. You focus on your strengths. There's no point spending all that time in your weakness when you have many offense right mm-hmm. and so that is the first stage that's the first stage we'll talk about personal branding in a second but i want to first set the context in terms of how to find whether you're in the right path whether mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur whether you're a 
you have a full-time job, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Everyone sh should be doing this periodically to assess the right, right, right? And so that's the first step. Mm -hmm. Now, the second step is, once you identify different career options based on the strengths, I would say identify five to six career options. Mm. And out of the six career options, choose the top three you want to first, okay? And once you choose the top three, then the second step is you have to update your LinkedIn profile based on those three jobs you've identified. Mm. What does that actually mean? When recruiters actually search for candidates, they use this AI-based software where they enter these keywords. Say, for example, they're looking for a sales associate. Mm -hmm. They'll put keywords such as sales, communication, collaboration, uh, those kind of keywords relevant to the job. And what the software does is it starts scanning through your LinkedIn profile mm -hmm. to see whether you have those keywords. If you don't have your, those keywords relevant to the job, you're not going to show up in the results when mm -hmm. they're searching for candidates. So you need to have the right keywords based on the three jobs you've identified in your LinkedIn profile, right? Mm -hmm. And some ways to do that is view existing job descriptions for those three kinds of jobs. See what uh, things are repeating again and again in terms of the key. Make sure your LinkedIn profile has that. So once you update your LinkedIn profile and update all the sections from starting from your picture to a catchy tagline mm -hmm. to an about me section, about me section is one of the most important sections because it's like your elevator pitch. Mm. If you're given a minute to explain what you do, what are you going to say? That you reflected on an about me page uh, in your section, it should be two paragraphs mm -hmm. and you should talk about what are your skill sets, what do you bring to the table, what and uh, what's your experience, right? Okay. If you have those three things mentioned about me section, the recruiters, they spend literally less than 30 seconds manually going through LinkedIn profiles and the about me section and your tagline is what is going to be catchy, right? Yeah. And then make sure you update all the other sections with the right keywords. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a rating called all-star rating on yeah. LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So if you have, just by updating all the sections, you will get an all-star. So just make sure you get that all-star uh, mm -hmm. profile, all-star uh, logo, badge. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pause here. I was just making, but it's making sense uh, till now. Yeah, absolutely. You're making so much sense and I'm enjoying this. Awesome. Okay. So we talked about the first stage, which is mind dump exercise, second stage, now we update your LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. Then we go to the third stage. Third stage is, yeah, based on your LinkedIn profile, you start creating different, the three types of resume, three types of jobs you want to apply for. Okay. The beauty of updating LinkedIn first is you have an option to create a resume for LinkedIn. There's an option. And just create that and then it'll give you the resume format and then split that into three different types of resumes based on the three different types of jobs okay. because one of the most common problems and mistakes people do is they use this one resume in of job. it doesn't make sense for a sales job i cannot uh, apply with a resume it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. so you have to have different types of resumes with the right keywords based on the three kinds of jobs you had applied for. 
right? So that is the third stage where you create the resumes. The fourth thing is now you have your LinkedIn profile updated, you have your resumes created. Next thing, next stage is starting to look for jobs, mm -hmm. starting to look for what are the next career opportunities opportunities based on your strengths. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to different job websites. So for example, in the United States where I live, you have websites like Glassdoor, Indie, uh, Career Builder, and based on where you are in the world, just identify two, three good job websites. And okay. what you're going to do is you're going to search for those three kinds of jobs in each of those re uh, uh, websites, job websites, and then you're going to create job alerts. Okay. So what do I mean by that? Again, one of the reasons why job application process is really overwhelming is people every day go to so many different job websites and then they have to search for the jobs and then see the list and then start up. It, it's time consuming and it gets overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So when you create job alerts in each of these three job websites, right? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen is you are going to get notified of any job openings right into your email inbox. Mm -hmm. And you can go one step further where say you're using Gmail, you can auto folder any email from job websites in one single folder so that the only thing you have to do every day is look at that folder and start applying for jobs. See how you shave off so much time mm. from this whole job application process because right now jobs are coming to you rather yeah. than going and searching for jobs from different job websites, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the next stage where you create job alerts and then try to reduce the uh, time you spend on applying for jobs. Mm -hmm. The next stage, the fourth stage, the fifth stage, again, just to recap, we have mind dump exercise, mm -hmm. we updated our LinkedIn profile, mm -hmm. we created our resumes, mm -hmm. and then the fifth stage was uh, you created job alerts, okay? Awesome. With, with auto-foldering in Gmail. Mm -hmm. Now, the sixth thing you want to do is you have to block time for jobs. <laughs> One of the another main reason why people find the job application process so burdensome and cumbersome is because they don't have a goal of how many jobs they have to apply for. They don't have a time, specific time allocated for applying That's... for jobs, and it makes you really stressed. Mm. So that goal, how many jobs you want to apply for per week? Again, based on your current job or based on how much time you have, the number may vary, but my advice is to apply for jobs a week. At okay. first, 50 jobs sounds overwhelming, but this is the way you do, do it. Chunk, chunk, chunk it down. Chunk that 50 jobs into 10 jobs per day during mm -hmm. the weekday, okay? Mm -hmm. And then what you're going to do is you're going to block a specific time every day just for job application. It could be 7 to 8 a.m., 8 to 9 p.m., whenever you feel you can apply for jobs mm -hmm. and always do job application during that time. And when you do that consistently, your mind starts getting used to the routine and it doesn't get overwhelming anymore, mm -hmm. right? So that's the sixth stage where you actually block time have a go and then use that block time for applying for jobs. And the final stage, I would say, is uh, your application process. I still remember this uh, moment vividly because I it was 2009. I'd come as an immigrant 
weeks around that time. And uh, I, so I came in into United States, August 31st, 2008. And okay. then on September 7, 2008, financial firms became bankrupt overnight and it triggered wow. the whole recession. And getting jobs was really, really hard. And as an immigrant, I needed a work permit to work legally in the States and the companies are the ones who would sponsor that. And since there were already lots of money and recession, no one is ready to sponsor me. Mm-hmm. So from the beginning of 2009 to the end of 2009, I applied for 1,293 jobs, wow. one, two, nine, three jobs. Wow. And guess, and guess how many callbacks I got from the 1,293 jobs. Well, I really can't guess. I would say maybe like 10% of that, over 100. Yeah, that's, that's slightly closer. So I got four from <laughs> 1,293 jobs. Wow. That is 0.4% conversion rate for all the wow. math nerds out there. And then I got one job out of it. And that too, it was not a full-time job, but it was an internship. Wow. Then I worked my ass off to actually prove to people that I could do the job. And luckily, I got a chance on me and then... I got a full-time job and the rest was history. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm sharing the story is <clears> the experience of applying for the 1,290 jobs, <clears throat> I had a job application process because this is what was happening. I applied for so many jobs and, in, and I didn't even remember what my fifth job was compared to the 250th job mm-hmm. which I applied for. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'll get a call saying, hey, we're calling from company ABC. Uh, this is regarding the position you applied for at our mm-hmm. company. Mention the name of the position. And now you have to assume what position <laughs> you applied for True. and talk about things, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, what you can do is have an Excel sheet, okay? Mm-hmm. In the Excel sheet, you're going to have different columns. Mm-hmm. The job, the dates, the jobs you applied for, the mm-hmm. link, direct link to the jobs. Mm-hmm. Then whether you followed up on those jobs. I advise people to follow up on jobs after five days okay. if you don't get any reply. And then any contact or comments uh, you want to leave uh, for each of them. Have an Excel sheet. So what, what's going to happen is when you get a call out of the blue, you could say, just give me a second little room. You're just making up shit. But the point is you Excel sheet and figure out what position you actually applied for and quickly refresh your memory about the job. And now you can have relevant conversation instead of assuming things. The jobs I lost, I assumed jobs mm-hmm. that were asking because I wasn't and I lack anything. But mm-hmm. then I slowly started realizing the whole job application process is more of a strategy, yeah. not ad hoc. Mm-hmm. That is the whole job life cycle of how you start with identifying what your dream careers are and actually start making progress on them, right? So mm-hmm. I do branding, but the point is I wanted to first uh, uh, talk about this because this is most important thing. Then we can talk about personal branding because it's going to reflect a lot of things you did right now. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's... that's, that's um... thing is... That's interesting. I mean, I have really gained so much with what you have talked about. And that's a, that's a really good background to, I mean, to even get started before talking about um, personal branding in itself. And um, stylishly, I, I'm sure you've covered some parts of it. 
<coughs> some technical part of it. But um, so you can just go ahead and just continue with the um, flow of information that you have prepared for us. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So now that is the job life cycle. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about personal branding, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. kind, it's kind of relevant to the different things I just talked about. Mm-hmm. When you talk about personal branding, this is an example I give to people. Mm-hmm. Say you have this um, favorite brand of body wash, mm-hmm. you know, and you've been using that for over eight years. Okay. You buy it again and again. Mm-hmm. And you don't, buy it just because of its price, just because it's beautiful packaging, just because of its fragrance, just because of its durability. If you drop it down, not just because uh, it is, um, you like the color, but it's about all the facets of the body wash, which is making you to get, get it again and again. And our personal brand is the exact same thing. It's not just because you are a speaker. It's not just because you are in tech. It's just, just not because you're good at the job, but it's about all assets of you, which helps to build your personal brand. So that's what you need to think about. What are the different things I could do to package myself better? So that's what we are talking about here. And talking about personal brand, here are some things you want to start with. So the first thing is we talked about LinkedIn profile, right? So now you already have an updated link thing is you need to start engaging with other people's posts mm-hmm. see who else are leaders in your industry say for example you're in sales or say marketing right you could start following different influencers and different thought leaders in those areas like gary vaynerchuk and gary lee and so many other folks who are putting content almost every second mm-hmm. but the point is start seeing what other posts people have who are of interest to you. Mm-hmm. Start engaging with the saying, when I say engaging with the post, start commenting on them, yeah. start sharing them, start liking them. And when you comment on them, try to offer some value. Just mm-hmm. don't say it's good. Say what actually appealed to you and what mm-hmm. did you learn from it? Mm-hmm. And once you start doing that on a regular basis, then you could tag the influencers on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is when you do that, all the folks influence influencers the thought leaders have like followers all those get funneled to your post mm-hmm. because you just tag them right yeah, yeah. and when they start commenting on it then you're gonna get more visibility and now people are starting to notice and that is one way where you can start differentiating yourself from other people mm-hmm. you can start building your own brand right mm-hmm. yeah that is one thing you want to remember another thing is you start posting blogs and articles. So just if say you're using LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, you could post a lot of LinkedIn articles. It's so easy. And our article doesn't have to be all this amazing thousand word, amazing article, which is going to move people. No, it could be literally two paragraphs. This is the truth, folks. And I'm going to be really raw here. No one gives a shit about you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of life, except for your loved ones. Mm -hmm. So, it's not that for every second, every minute, people are noticing every step you take. Yeah. So don't overthink it. Whatever value and content you have, just put it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm. Some, doing something is better than doing nothing. Sure. So start using those LinkedIn articles. Um, so that is one way to use leverage LinkedIn to actually start building your brand. 
And once you start offering more value via content, start engaging with other people's posts. Another thing I advise is try to make five new connections every week on LinkedIn. And uh, in that way, you start getting noticed. And now people would say, you always just keep talking about LinkedIn, but what about other platforms? It's the exact same thing, folks. If you're using Instagram, do the exact same thing. Uh, you could blog in in WordPress or whatever, a free uh, in medium, mm-hmm. different websites, and then you can add those links on Instagram. Yeah. It's the exact same concept. It doesn't matter, matter what social media platform you're using. You just have to pick one where you think your kind of people are hanging out. When I say your kind of people, for example, I'm a tech career strategist and I help people specifically in the tech space to find their dream job and become successful leaders. Mm-hmm. That is my jam. And all the tech folks hang out on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. But if you are a fitness coach mm-hmm. or something like that, then maybe Instagram is great because you videos of you working out and then, you know, share a lot of content. So don't get bogged down into the social media platform. You just have to pick one which has uh, people like you and then start posting. So start with the social media platform. You have to build your social media footprint. That's number one. Number two is start growing your network. We talked about using social media platforms to grow your network, but another mm-hmm. thing is start attending conferences, meetup groups, mm-hmm. and uh, see where people like you hang out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to be there. You want to have conversations. You want to learn pe- learn from other people. Those are the things you really want to think about. And another thing to also uh, think about is... Um, do continuous learning in the sense start taking courses start taking um start reading books start listening to podcasts and see how other people have been doing stuff because you don't have to reinvent the wheel you can mm-hmm. just take a strategy from someone else and then customize it based on your needs mm-hmm. and True. that's what everyone does and that's something you really want to think about and so to start building a personal brand i would say you want to get started with and if you want to go one step you can have your own website and again creating a website will take under 10 minutes you can use different providers like wordpress squarespace my website is on squarespace um you can use wix.com and literally just have a website and put all the work you do in one location and then you can even add that in the feature section of linkedin so that people actually start noticing yeah yeah. so that way you starting to look at and are building your brand as well. Those are the tips and strategies I would say to start with in terms of building a personal brand. Yeah, absolutely. So that's great. Um, so I, I, I really love how you were able to, you know, take us through what we are meant to do before we even start considering the personal brands as well as things we're meant to do to maintain our, make sure that we maintain visibility and I really appreciate the fact that you mentioned conferences and other um, real life events that would help to, you know, f- foster um, real relationships that would also help to take your um, branding um, efforts forward. Because it's not just all about staying online, online, online and connecting with people online. You need to also um, go down there to the real world, which is one thing I know I need to do more often also, go down there to the real world, make real life connections, talk with real life people, and then you never know the new set of friends you can then make 
who you will not also convert to your um, online network and then you would continue to see how widely you can continue to increase your reach by taking those offline connections that you make bringing them offline and then you just realize that you have expanded a whole lot on the right set of people that need to actually be on your network so um thank you so much for touching on that i really do appreciate you so uh, and then another thing i mentioned was yes we know right now it's covid and it's be hard to meet pers- people mm-hmm. in person just do virtual meetings you can do zoom uh and uh, you can uh, there's so many online conferences you could you know f- figure out who is already speaking in the conference, attending the conference and try to network with them via linkedin twitter and so many other channels so there are options we cannot m- meet people in person as easily as before yes absolutely so um and and also another good thing with virtual conferences like you that you are talking about which is what i usually do the most actually there's also a virtual conference that is going on um right now as we are recording that i'm meant to be a part of but because i don't have the time to join them live um replays are going to be made available so the replays are what i usually just go and just you know skip through and pick the most important things for me to the replay right. so uh, another great thing with virtual um, events is for those that have replays you can easily go through the replays and maybe some things you missed when um it was going live or you do not attend at all you can always go back to those so i mean but um even with that the 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 fallback is still that it's the event organizers and the hosts and the speakers that do that will have the contacts of people who attended the event the real um, networking except you are live there and there are breakout sessions where you get to connect with other um, attendees like you that's when you can, probably will be able to meet and talk with a few other people but aside that um, the advantage of being able to you know walk around and meet new people for i mean is really big with the real life events i know there are some few events going on with um, very strict measures um some will make sure that you are vaccinated already some will make sure that you have the mm-hmm. uh the follow all the covid protocol of the states that they are in and all of that so it all depends on um what and if you want to be 100% careful there's nothing that stops you from just att- attending strictly online events for now until everything dies down we don't nobody has an idea when everything will die down because by the time we feel like we have it covered a new variant just shows up and it's getting more crazy by the day so um thank you very much for that now um we've talked about all these things and basically you've answered almost all the questions I had prepared for you because some of the questions I would have asked were like, how do you find the right opportunities? But f- good enough, you've answered that um, in the first segment of the way before we even talked about personal branding. I mean, taking the, your skills, finding your top three skills because those top three skills are the things that you are really great at and those are the things that will set you apart and those are the things that you can easily grow in I mean I I'm always a big fan of choosing skill sets that you can easily grow in because the world changes at a very fast pace these days and you don't want to be use I mean working in a skill set I mean working in a job with a set of skills where you find it difficult to um, understand or find your way forward so by the time you are in a, in a space where you can easily grow in the set of skills that you're working in it's easier for you to always be at the top 
of the list and you are not trying to you know tag along and all of that so he has given us really great advice that um task very very important i i i want to um encourage everyone who is listening to ensure that they go on with that task the mind map test um look at the skills that you have um and forget about the side where you are not great and then take the top four top three and then look for job descriptions that match that it's very very crucial for you to do that as that will give you a level of freedom that you deserve and you will not be able to be frustrated at the end of the day and you know as he talked about um the the CVs, make different CVs for a job role that you are going to be applying for and take a note. I mean, that tip is very, very crucial. Take a note of all the jobs you're applying for in a spreadsheet. Make sure you always have the link also to the job description so that any day you receive a call from somewhere, you can tell them to just give you a few moments. You want to, I mean, check some information before you continue and then you check the information boom, 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 and then you know what you are talking about and where they are coming from. So I advise to have such a document on probably your Google Drive, your Google Docs is very great because that's a kind of document you can always access on your phone, on your PC, on your tab, whatever device you are using. So, I mean, so uh, Raj, just um, give us one last word before we call it a day. One last word would be is... um... Be consistent because this is the thing. People try new things and immediately want to see results, Mm -hmm. but then they're not consistent in doing that. And I think consistent, you can have all these amazing strategies, which I just mentioned. You could have all the tools you need and the support system, but if you're not consistent with what you're doing, Mm -hmm. it's never going to work out. There's a phrase in uh, English phrase, which goes like something like this. You can, you take the horse to a pond, but you cannot make it drink. Yeah, sure. So the thing is, be consistent. Whatever you do, at least try it for two to three weeks mm-hmm. and then see how it's working out and then analyze it. And then you can tweak it and then try it for another two, three weeks. And that's how it works. So be consistent, set a goal, and then start accomplishing things. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you everyone for listening to the Work From Home podcast today. Thank you so much, Raj, for making time out of your busy schedule to make sure that you're able to impart some more knowledge to the listeners. And to everyone listening out there, I want to encourage you to follow through the steps he has um, given to us. And if you want to connect with him, the links to that will also be on the show notes. And they're basically going to be the same links I shared in the previous episode. And make sure if you have any questions, you go out, out there on LinkedIn or Instagram or wherever you find um, Rag and connect with him, talk with him, ask questions. And if he's um, free, I'm sure he'll be able to, you know, connect with you and respond to those questions. And don't forget to mention that you, I mean, found out about him from the Work From Home podcast so he can know where you're coming from. Thank you very much and have a great week ahead, everyone.